finally on a roll we're we're on a roll welcome back to another episode of native plants healthy planet presented by pinelands nursery i am fran chismar and i'm tom knesic uh yeah we're really gaining momentum here this is two within a week we're, That's, we're that with i don't know if we can keep this pace <laughs> yeah i don't know if we can either <laughs> there's the so, guess i just don't know if literally i can keep up yeah. with it that's especially as we're getting to our busy season it's uh it's a lot going on it's a it's a lot to juggle right now it really even with with everything that's weighing on us with COVID-19, we're, we're still busy. People are still able to work safely and, and it's, we're, we're still experiencing a busy season. It's yeah. yeah which is really encouraging because you watch the news and you hear everything's getting shut down and, uh, nature's still open and, uh, and <laughs> spring isn't canceled. So not yet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Give it time. No, it's, you know, people are able to work safely. Um, which is the key factor mm-hmm. here. Um, and we didn't know what to expect. We, re- we really had no idea when all this happened. We didn't know if we would have a spring as far as our business went. Um, but we're we're having it, which is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, and even though we'd still pre- uh, prefer to have guests in the studio, we're, we're making the, the most of it. In fact, we don't just have one caller in. We have two this time. We do. So we, we, do. we figured out the... the technology <laughs> we're able to make it work <laughs> i didn't even but, have to ask my kids how to do it yeah. <laughs> I, I figured it out on my own but uh but yeah it keeps everyone safe and healthy and uh and uh and one thing before we get started started here i want to remind everyone that if you're enjoying our podcast uh take the time to go online and uh, and rate it and um leave us a review if you're if you're like it, if you're looking for uh different guests to come on let us know in the reviews uh in fact i'm gonna let you guys I'm going to pause and let you guys go and do that right now. Do it. You can subscribe. You can like us. You can rate us. You can comment. Yeah. We're, we're going to pause for a quick second. You can go so, do that. Yeah. Take take your time. Go do it. All right. And we're back. <laughs> Fran, how was your Easter? You know, it, it was really good. You know, with, with everything, it's really easy to look at the, the bad things right now with everything that's going on. And I'm, I'm really grateful um, during these uneasy times for I'm, I'm getting family time that I think I may not have ever gotten again my kids are older they're they're 20 and 17 and my youngest uh, when he graduates next year is planned on joining the armed forces my oldest is in college and has an internship next summer so this was like you know if, if it wasn't for this you know my oldest has a girlfriend you know they're working they're I don't know that I would have gotten, you know, we spent this past weekend have, you know, we did a fire pit, we played football. <laughs> we were actually doing board games and we had a movie night. We made cookies, you know, we did things that you know, bike rides, things that we haven't done in years that I don't know we would have done had it not been for this instance. So I'm really I'm really grateful. Uh it's been wonderful. And it's time you might not I may never get it again. I may never get this again. Like I realize this, this may be my last chance. So I'm making the most of Mm -hmm. it. And they're, they're willing participants right now. Like they, they want this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've been recreating old family photos (laughs) (laughs) from when they, like when they were, uh, you know, in elementary school and Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. So it's been great. How was, how was your Easter? Uh, Easter went as well as it could. It's, uh, just my wife and I in the house, but, um, we actually started off our day with a Zoom call with our whole family. So it was my, my grandma, my uh, my parents, my aunts, uncles, cousins. Uh, I have some cousins that live in California, Some one cousin that's living in France. Um, a lot of them are in the New Jersey area. And they actually invited some of our more distant cousins that are from my grand or great-grandparents' hometown in Italy. Oh, that's awesome. So we had awesome. some folks in from Italy that didn't speak much english on our on our zoom call but it was actually really neat and people i'd never met before that's the wave um, of the future but we're we're related and and got to spend uh, a portion of our easter together awesome. less than 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but and then we did a little bit of cooking at home we made some uh, uh stuffed pork uh pork roast we actually collected some wild broccoli rob at our our farm here oh awesome um found it along one of the ditches and, and picked it and made a, a stuffing out of it and used that in the pork roast and used some mushrooms that were from the farm and 
Um, that sounds made delicious. Some pasta. It was actually a lot of fun. We had plenty of time to do it. So that sounds delicious. And uh, but uh, my, my fiance actually brought me some homemade banana bread, which mm. was we can't stop eating. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to stop eating <laughs> yeah. either. But uh, but anyway, we uh, if you've been paying attention to our Facebook, you saw we were giving away uh, a pollinator uh, starter kit, pollinator garden starter kit on our Facebook. That contest ended yesterday, and we'd like to tell the winner uh, that he's won. The winner is Ben Worst. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a listener, but if you are, you just found out you won. We're going to post that on Facebook later today that that you won that that prize pack. Congratulations, Ben. Thank you for commenting and and following and liking. And going back to listeners, friend, do we have any more states on our our listener list? We can officially welcome Rhode Island to the fold. Thank you for listening. Only 16 states left to go. our, Our country, like... We're in like 15 countries now, like wow. not just like one listen, like yeah. it's it's kind of crazy, but we have 16 states left to, left to go. That's pretty it, impressive. It's, it's basically and a middle lot of America. them on the, the East Coast too. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know, basically the 16 that are left are middle America right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the East Coast and West Coast are all pretty much spoken for, mm-hmm. you know, and then Alaska and Hawaii too. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. So before we we get into everything, I just want to say I actually did some homework. I didn't I didn't watch the Eagle Cam at night yet, but I did after. Uh, Jen Bulava from Burlington County Parks on our last podcast, I did visit the Burlington County Parks website. And one of the things that I, I thought was incredible that I spent a lot of time with was their uh, wildlife log. So as a visitor to the parks, you can actually log in anytime you see a specific uh, animal and you can say where you saw it, what park, what they were doing. Uh, some of the sightings were phenomenal. And hmm. you could tell us a lot of birders, but you know, it was even down to insects like moths and, and things like uh, that. That's pretty neat. And it was a full, like, you can log in, plus you can view what everyone else has done. I was really, a lot of passionate people logging in. So it was mm. it was awesome to see. I actually spent a lot of time doing that, and that's why I never got to the yeah. Eagle <laughs> Cam at night. But, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, there was an osprey sighting at Smithville Lake, mm-hmm. things like that. So it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and that's a cool way to keep it interactive and and have something for when you leave the park to actually go back and look and see what other people saw like if you're with your kids and and to kind of relive it afterwards mm-hmm. and say you lock it in and it's a, it's a great way to keep people interactive yeah we're we're really lucky to have such a great park system in our county um and one of the things i forgot about is we actually have one of their their county trails right next to the nursery here king Cora trail and yeah. um and didn't even think about talking about that when jen was on we'll have to have jen back in for a follow-up yeah but um moving towards Today's guest, enough with the recap, moving towards today. Uh, with everyone stuck at home, we're seeing a lot of people talk about how they're they're gardening at home. I think and, the garden um, center business, the ones that are open, are, are doing a really good business. Yeah, people are yeah. reinvesting in their their gardens. But, and there's a lot of questions with gardening, especially when it comes to gardening with native plants. So we figured we better bring some gardening gurus on. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. But uh, so with that said, uh, Becky and Karen, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourselves? Hey, um, this is Karen. Thank you very much for having us on your podcast. And uh, I think like everyone else, I've been really getting out in the yard more than ever this year um, since I'm working from home and I take breaks and then weekends. So I totally get why people are, um, you know, still going ahead, you know, with their gardening and ordering plants. Um, I actually work for Barnica Bay Partnership. I'm the public outreach coordinator there. And um, always been interested in gardening ever since I can remember. Um, and I guess native plants have always been a part of that too. Growing up, we had a, um, where we lived in, in South Jersey and Gloucester County, there was an old farm uh, field behind us that was no longer farmed and it went to meadow. And I have so many great memories of just going back there and picking flowers, you know, and looking looking at the wildlife back there. So I guess that probably was the root of my interest in all of this. And, and that's an experience that I, I take for granted that not everyone gets. Not everyone gets to grow up with, with something like that mm-hmm. in their backyard or even close by if it's if a more urban area. Like even for me, I grew up in Levittown, which is a huge planned suburb that, that – at this point, might as well be an extension of Philadelphia. It might as well be a city. And, uh, you know, there are some greenways, and those are the memories that I have of 
like experiences in, in the green ways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome that a small experience like that can shape who you are and what you do for, for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And and who else do we have with us on the phone? Hello there. My name is Becky LaBoy. I'm the education outreach uh, coordinator with Ocean County Soil Conservation District. Thanks so much, Tom and Fran, for having me on the program today. I am I am thrilled that both of you took time out today to spend with us. We're uh, and and you've listened to the podcast and you still agreed to come on. <laughs> Absolutely. And before I go any further, I just want to say congratulations, Tom. You have a new baby on the way. How yeah, fun! Yeah. Two months, almost Good to the for day. You. Wow, you're getting close. Yep. We can commiserate. Oh, mine are older now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and Fran, congratulations to you too. I understand that you're newly engaged. I am. Thank you so much. Yeah, we uh, we made that agreement back in January, and I think um, no date planned yet, but I think it's going to be spring of of 22. Aren't you glad to use that fact instead of the other one you had written down? <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, I will share that when. All right, so the first podcast when I asked Tom. <laughs> what his fact was and and it could be anything and he said that so the fact that i was going to share is that and i'm not even i wish i were exaggerating this and i'm, I'm sorry i'm going way off topic <laughs> the, the fact was 75 percent of our customer base the first time they email with me think that i'm a woman and another <laughs> another 25 percent after they talk to me still think i'm a woman <laughs> so it's and 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 like i always think i'm like what kind of like if you hear my voice and you still think i'm a woman like what I, i'm picturing the mental image that they have to have in their head of what kind of woman they think i am yeah. so it's, it's, it's i'm i'm assuming it's based on fran which is short for francis with an i but it's just we'll get People will talk to me five or six times, and they'll call back and get someone in the office, and they'll be like, can I speak with Fran? I was just talking to her a moment ago, and I'm, and they're like, oh, Franza, Franza yeah, yeah. man. Sometimes we don't correct them when they're calling. But. When, oh, you should see their faces when they come in the office. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, uh, it's like they'll ask one of the women when they come in if they're Fran, and they're like, no, he's right there. And then they see this this bald guy with, with a goatee, and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> So. But anyway, back sorry, on Sorry, sorry about that. I, um, Karen, you explained a little bit what brought you into the, the native plant world. But Becky, how about how about you? What brought you uh, into your current career and, and into the native plant space? Sure. That's an easy question. Uh, my parents really, of course, are the most, uh, the biggest influence in my life. Um, I can say that I was raised by my parents and the trees, I think. Um, <laughs> I was very lucky to, to grow up in... Um, in Bayville, New Jersey, in an old farmhouse, and um, surrounding our old farmhouse was just woods, and it was um, a, a daily a daily uh, thing for us to do was just to go for a walk in the woods and just to explore the woods. And my dad, I can say, uh, is somewhat of a tree aficionado. Okay. Um, when we were out in the woods, he would identify the trees and talk about the bark and the leaves and share interesting facts about the trees and i just always thought that was really cool have you ever gone have you ever gone back mm -hmm. and wondered like ask some like do you do you know if he was ever making any of it up or did he really know oh he (laughs) like as a parent you tend to okay all right (laughs) like as a parent you tend to be like oh this is you know this tree and that but you know i was just curious so he does he does know Oh, he does. Oh, and, perfect. And interestingly, um, my husband and I now live in the old farmhouse. My dad has oh, since wow. moved to a, a retirement community. Oh, awesome. And he's very meticulous. Um, he actually has maps that he drew himself of the property and every tree that he planted himself on the property. Like he would select oh, wow. the tree and, and plant the tree and then he would, you know, put it on a kind of like a landscape map, I guess you could say. So if there's ever a question about what tree it is that's growing somewhere, I just get out his little map and go, oh, okay, I know what that one is. Um, That one's a Tupelo or, uh, you know, that one's um, an oak or there's lots of cedars on the property. Um, There's ash on the property, um, hornbeam on the property. So there's some interesting trees growing here. That's it's awesome, and I don't think yeah. that's the the normal thing you would see planted on properties no. for most no. most people. That was a very, I mean, that was a conscious choice. Yes, 
<laughs> many of them. And I have to say, um, and this is because people just didn't realize it at the time, but there's some uh, different uh, brad repair, um, calorie repair. So those I'm constantly cutting down. Uh, they grow, you know, in the field, and mm -hmm. I have to constantly um, manage those trees because those are invasive species. Yeah, so. yeah, but at the time, no one knew that. No one, Nobody no one knew, knew or understood that. And I know it, it takes some time for items like that to become invasive species like it doesn't happen right. overnight it might take 10 years but it's definitely you know i it, it's funny when you see them now in bloom and tom recently did a, a whiteboard ecology like it's when you see them in bloom you you realize the problem that it is but going back like 15 20 years ago they were probably producing more of them and you didn't mm -hmm. see it it wasn't as much of a problem 20 years right. ago as it is today so it's definitely yes. developing into more and more of an issue Yes. So I think scientists call that release, right? When a, a species that's not native suddenly finds themselves in the perfect conditions and they are released into the wild. Yeah, I think, you know, and things like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure with Bradford pear, and I, I could be wrong, like things like Phragmites hits that, like that natural conditions that's ideal for them and mm -hmm. then they explode. I know right. a lot of things that spread by seed, sometimes it takes like a a 10 year period before wildlife starts to feed on that and spread mm -hmm. it so it it's like it's not natural for them so they won't touch it and then there are, a situation will come and they'll be like we'll try it oh this is actually good we'll eat this uh because crimson pygmy barber barberry in general wasn't an issue 30 years ago um but now it's a huge issue mm -hmm. so i think a lot of it is just when it's introduced wildlife that i mean there's a few i could be totally wrong I think that's one of the, the instances. Yeah. And it's interesting you brought up barberry fran because now we know that's not really a very friendly plant. Um, and I think that's a good transition into the program that, that Becky can carry that you guys helped start uh, for New Jersey. So why don't you introduce that program and, um, and all the partners that go along with it? Sure. Um, so Jersey Friendly Yards um, had its roots uh, with Barnica Bay Partnership and actually the Soil District as well. Um, the Soil District for years um, had its low maintenance uh, landscaping guide for the Barnica Bay watershed. And um, we sort of modeled um, the, the eight steps uh, to a Jersey friendly yard on, on mm -hmm. that guide. Um, so we had gotten a grant, Barnica Bay Partnership, from New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection to develop it in a website form. Um, so that people would have access to all this information that was out there, but in multiple different places um, about how to make their yards more eco-friendly. And our interest in it, Barnica Bay Partnership, is really to help with water quality issues because all the fertilizers mm -hmm. and herbicides and pesticides that people are using on their lawns are ending up in our streams, in our rivers, and of course eventually in Barnica Bay and causing all kinds of, of problems there. So um, that was kind of what triggered us to get interested in it. And initially, it was the website was going to be for the Barnegat Bay watershed. And then DEP um, approached us and said, these are issues throughout the state of New Jersey. Um, so let's make it statewide. And we said, great. <laughs> so um, with that grant money, um, we developed all the content. Um, and, and Becky helped greatly with that. Um, we we worked with Rutgers too. They were actually another partner on it. Um, they helped us design the interactive yard feature on the website. And I can go, you know, explain all of that if you like what the different features are. Um, but they were helpful with that. It's basically a, a landscape design um, that starts out pretty bare bones. It looks like, you know, your typical New Jersey yard, um, a lot of lawn and just a couple of trees. And then it's interactive. You pull in, you add planting beds, you pull plants, native plants mostly, into each of those beds um, and make all kinds of changes in the yard. And then you see at the end the yard is transformed mm -hmm. into a, a Jersey-friendly yard. Um, so Rutgers helped with that design. Um, and, you know, definitely a collaborative thing and, and a wonderful learning experience. I think, I think Becky would agree that um, just working on the plant database that's a searchable database. It has over 350 plants that you can search for um, using filters, narrowing down your search. 
according to what's happening in your yard, where are you going to plant? So the whole idea is pick the right plants for the right place. So you try to find out um, what soil type you have, uh, what the light conditions are there. Um, you could narrow it down by specific wildlife you'd like to attract with the plants you're putting in. And there's lots of other drought tolerance and salt tolerance, lots of other filters in there. So you could start out with 350 plants, but by the time you choose all these filters, you narrow it down quite a bit to exactly the plants that would do well um, in that spot. So um, Becky helped with the research, you know, with the plants that were added to the plant database and a great learning experience for us too. What, what I love about the filters is that you're not necessarily doing it for someone. They're learning. Like when you go through that and you see how your choices change and how it's narrowing it down, you learned how to do it. Like you, you, you're coming away with some knowledge. You're not just saying, oh, they told me to plant this, so I'm going to plant this. They understand why they're planting that, which I think is really important that you don't always get when you just ask for advice. Yes. And I think people really appreciate that because that was the one thing we would hear from people. It's like, I don't know where to start. Like, I, w- I want to I wanna put more native plants in my yard, but, you know, I don't know that much about them. I don't know where to look. And this really does help you um, because each plant that's in that database has its own page, you know, with descriptions and photos and every pretty much the information you need to know about that plant. Um, so it's definitely the most used, most popular, you know, feature on the website. Um, so we're really happy with that. And I love that Rutgers was involved, you know, and I do want to just give a huge shout out to Rutgers as, you know, with how much we work with all the different um, sections of Rutgers. You know, we, we do a lot with water resources and they have always been an incredible resource. I and mean, I think we're really fortunate here in New Jersey to have the folks at Rutgers uh, Water Resource. To, yeah, uh, Rutgers, um, uh, everything about Rutgers. <laughs> and also, I, I did forget to mention another thing that they do help with on a continuing basis is there's a feature on the website called Ask an Expert, mm-hmm. so okay. that if you have a gardening question or you wonder what, what sort of plant would be good in this you know problem area, whatever, you go to that page on the website and you pick your county and then you type in your name, email, and question, and it goes to that Rutgers Extension office. Um, a lot of the times it's at, you know answered by the master gardeners in that county. So that's a great partnership we have with them that they're willing to answer these gardening questions for us. That's fantastic You because know, there's a lot of information on the internet when it comes to native plants. Not all of it's accurate. Not all of it's relevant to your area either. Um, so it's great to have that localized response, which I, I had no clue that that's who was responding to those. That, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yep, we're we're really pleased, and they've been a great partner and continue to be a great partner. One of the things, I think, oh, Becky, you I go. Was just gonna say, I think Becky can, um, you know, Becky, besides helping with, you know, setting up a lot of the information on the website, um, part of the initial launch of the website, which was back in 2015, was to do a series of pilot projects. And Becky um, and the Soil District, they were in, in charge of that aspect of it. Sure, I'd love to talk about the pilot projects, but I think Karen's giving me a little bit too much credit. Karen <laughs> Walzer of Barnica Bay Partnership, so your listeners are, are clear about that. She uh, has done the lion's share of work on creating this entire website, um, uh, the content of the website, and updating the website. And I am so thrilled and so fortunate to be uh, assisting her with this project. So wanted to make sure I say that. <laughs> uh, and. You're welcome, Karen. Um, I love working with you, Karen. It's it's so much fun. And we also work with um, the the Rutgers folks. We'll give a shout out to them. Is uh, Steve Yerjo, Dr. Steve Yerjo. Um, he's the county agent for Ocean County and Atlantic counties. And uh, Sue Servideo is the um, don't know what her title is exactly. So sorry, Sue, but she's the horticulturalist. I think. Um, That's right. Uh, Yes. Okay. Good. So that's so she's a, another a pivotal uh, component in in all of this. Um, so we all work together to plan um, the Jersey Family Arts Conference, which I think is probably one of the topics of our conversation mm-hmm. today as well. It, it will be. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. So that's quite all right. I'll there's, share. there's no order. <laughs> we, no it, order. This yes. is free flow. It can go whatever direction you want. Excellent. So I guess I'll address the um, the pilot projects uh, first, which is. Um, 
really uh, some of uh, the most um, fun and a, a great learning experience for me as well. So Ocean County Soil Conservation District, as a, a, a partner in the Jersey Friendly Yards Initiative, uh, we received some grants from the Barnegat Bay Partnership to install what we call our Jersey Friendly Demonstration Gardens. And several years ago, we started working with six homeowners associations in the Matitaconk River area in Ocean County. They had been affected uh, by Hurricane Sandy, Superstorm Sandy, um, and so we worked with them to install gardens in their homeowner association properties. And we also had the opportunity to work with Ocean First Bank, and we installed demonstration gardens in three of their branches. Uh, one of them in Tom's River on Hooper Avenue, if your listeners have an opportunity to stop in the administrative building on Hooper Avenue in Tom's River, that garden there um, actually won the 2018 Garden of Distinction Award from Ooh. the Pennsylvania Horticulture Society. Ooh, very nice. So, yay. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's see. We had uh, another grant for the installation of three demonstration gardens, um, in one in Pine Beach, one in Island Heights at the Island Heights Library, and we uh, put in some Jersey-friendly landscaping at Caddis Island County Park um, the la in the last two years, I'll say. So that's uh, another opportunity for folks to go check out Jersey-friendly arts demonstration gardens around town. Awesome. And one of my favorite projects was working with homeowners. We got a grant to um, offer some training Jersey Family Arts training to 10 homeowners in Ocean County in the Barnegat Bay watershed and um, shared lots of information with them about the Jersey Family Arts website, gave them some training on how to use it, and gave them some funds to purchase plants, yeah. some native plants, so they have uh, a Jersey Friendly garden at home now. Mm -hmm. And so they're uh, a great uh, homeowner demonstration that is us. awesome are they used as resources yeah. later for for new people like well can someone reach out to them to ask questions or are they available to well we um i'm constantly promoting photos of their gardens um, and it's probably been about three years now i would say since the initial installation two or three years since the initial installation of their jersey family gardens so each year i either go visit their garden with them and take some photos or they send me photos and then i incorporate them in um, powerpoint outreach programs that i do and um some really enthusiastic ones uh, share their time and expertise um, exhibiting on behalf of Jersey Family Yards, Very or exhibiting nice. on behalf of um, uh, the Native Plant Society, um, and share their their anecdotes with their Jersey Family Yards. I like enthusiastic. Yeah. And, and how yeah. do you see those gardens uh, progress over time? Uh, I'm sure mm -hmm. they don't just get larger physically, but they might become a little bit more diverse over time. Uh, yeah, they, they, I think once you get the native plant bug, it's hard to stop. <laughs> you just come to understand that there's so many beautiful native plants in New Jersey that are commercially available and more and more. So, uh, and they, you know, just want to purchase more and add them to their garden. And I think one of the really appealing, um, uh, effects of having a Jersey friendly yard or garden is the um, wildlife that's going to come mm -hmm. to your yard. And people are really into butterflies and birds and enjoy seeing wildlife in their yard. So I think that's a real big uh, pull and inspiration it, it, for people. It is. And it's inspiration's a good word. And, and enthusiastic is a great quality as well. I One thing that's happening for me is, you know, obviously I'm already passionate about native plants, but the more and more guests that we have on that are birders, Mm -hmm. I'm getting the bug. Um like I'm like it's it's rubbing off on me. So it's mm -hmm. I like that when someone's that enthusiastic or that passionate that it's able to speak in volumes to other people to get them involved. Yeah. Well, you you've got one on your show now. So. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm That's sure I'll have questions. One of the reasons why I like to plant natives is because it brings birds to my yard. Awesome. Awesome. Fun. That's, uh, you know, one thing that, that we've done 
here at the nursery is increase bird habitat with with mm-hmm. houses and and certain plantings and we've you know last year we had our first uh, pair of twi- uh, tree swallows mm-hmm. at the nursery so it's we're having fun seeing what we're getting at the nursery and and how they're interacting with with our ponds and things like that and even more so in um we're doing a lot with wildflower seed and seeing the birds that come to that because it's some more like grassland type species that'll use those seed fields while they're in bloom or or in in flower um so it's really interesting seeing that because that's not a typical habitat in our area you don't really find a lot of grassland uh, other than farm or agricultural fields but uh this is native plants used in that kind of setting and it's interesting to see all the birds that come there we're enjoying it yeah we're enjoying it typically here at the nursery we just get killed here yeah, that's our <laughs> because of all the stone. But what? How has the reception been since you've started this? What is the over? Can you see your users um, or members growing exponentially? Have you seen like a huge difference? Like, was there a moment when you're like, "Wow, this is really taking off for us"? <laughs> yeah, I'd say you know from the beginning, we can see um, when you go to the plant database, you can actually register. Um, so that you can save the plants that you, you know, develop through your search. You can save it on a list and then print it out oh, okay. um, and take it to the nursery with you, right, when you go plant shopping. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the way we can, we can see how many people um, have signed up for that. So it's a great way to track it. And I have seen a, a, an increase, like, over the years, since the last five years, since 2015, um, every day, because I get copied on the emails when someone registers that way, mm-hmm. I get multiple, multiple emails um, showing me that people are, you know, registering for the plant uh, list. Oh, that's so awesome. So I think pretty cool. Yeah. You know, one one hard thing is is feedback, you know, and that's that's important for any project that you're doing. And sometimes you don't get the feedback and you're just sitting there, sitting there wondering, you know, is this doing what right. it's supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Is it popular? So the fact that you're getting that instant feedback is really important and exciting also because i know how right listen every time we get a listen for this podcast <laughs> tom and i are like little kids yeah <laughs> so, so i understand completely uh that kind of instant feedback like what it means so mm-hmm. it's so yep. on, on the flip side what is your biggest challenge um with this program um and and you've had you've had a few years to obviously rework some of that and th- but is there there's something that you've is has been really hard to overcome with maybe public perception or something like that that you've been working with? Well, I think. I think um, oh, go ahead, go, Becky. Go ahead. Uh, I think um, both of those questions kind of result in, in the same answer: is that we do have a, an expanding audience, which is fabulous, but. Karen and I uh, predominantly teach uh, or share programs, offer programs within the Barnica Bay watershed. Um, we do go out to places, um, if there's big conferences, and we'll present Jersey Friendly Yards, but we really want to get Jersey Friendly Yards out into the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. And with just two of us uh, as present- presenters, it, it's becoming challenging. So one of our goals is to um, create some kind of train the trainer project um, so that more folks can become comfortable with the website and then go out and teach their constituents uh, mm-hmm. about the website, how to use the website, offer photos of their own garden, offer photos of Jersey friendly gardens in their area or just native plant gardens in their area. So that's kind of the biggest challenge I think right now. And, and that's actually something I do for you guys <laughs> whenever I'm giving a, or have a speaking engagement. Um, I always bring up Jersey Friendly Yards because a lot of times you'll get questions. Oh, I have a, a dry, sunny place on my yard, and I want to figure out what I should put there, and or a wet, shady place. And it's a lot easier to just point them towards your website. And I think it's more beneficial too because it helps them understand. teach themselves yeah. and understand why why those things are beneficial instead of me just saying, "Oh, you want to plant this or you want to plant that," because they might not even like my recommendation and just not take it anyway <laughs> but now you have something where they're actually learning and and picking themselves so i always love plugging your website at the end of every presentation because it probably well, does a better job than i do too <laughs> but yeah. I, we we appreciate yeah. that and we'll, we'll uh we 
will reciprocate and you always come to or, or many times you come to our jersey friendly arts conference mm-hmm. you've been every oh, yeah. year and you come yeah. to many of our other programs and and sell your native plants so mm-hmm. we, we greatly appreciate that so one one of the things that that you you commented on about as far as uh empowering other people to to help others and and i can I'll have to look up the information. I can get it to you afterwards. But I know in Washington, D.C., they have a program somewhere like that where they actually train local stewards. And then if someone in their area has questions, if it's in their neighborhood, they'll steer them towards that local steward that, you know, and it may even be as local as like two or three developments or two or three Mm -hmm. areas where that person's in charge of just answering questions for other, uh, you know, because it's it's their neighbor, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of nice. It gives them that. Oh well, this is my neighbor. He can help me, you know, and and that may, you know, I I can try to get some information about that program if you're interested. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, and it's it's interesting you you, you mentioned that because um, we Barnica Bay Partnership just did get um, another grant from the DEP to actually set up um, a bay friendly Jersey friendly yards um, kind of stewardship certification program that would be modeled on it's an existing program called river friendly so basically what it is is it targets different audiences and then you have a series of um steps that you do and then like other certification programs you know if you get enough points and you complete enough steps then you become a certified town or a certified resident um, or certified school those are the three things that we're going to start out with Mm. um so we're trying to develop that that's going to be over the next two to three years so hopefully, you know, in the process of doing that, we maybe we can incorporate that idea. I really like it, you know, to have sort of trained local stewards. And then the idea is these gardens, as they go in, will be examples, like you said, for neighbors who see it. And like Becky mentioned, like noticing the wildlife in their neighbor's yard and then get them kind of hooked on it. Because that's not everyone's idea of what a yard should be. You know, it, mm-hmm. for, yeah. for for us it is, but, you know, a lot of people think of manicured lawns and, and chemicals, <laughs> you know, weed-free and not realizing where those chemicals go. Um, yeah. So that's important, and a lot of it's education, and, and some of those people aren't easy to turn, but it's easy to see the benefits when it's near you, mm-hmm. if you can see what someone exactly. else is doing. It's, it's one, sort of a cult thing, right? It's like, you know— <laughs> Everyone's been raised on perfectly manicured green lawns. Not everyone, but a lot of people. So it, it's changing that mindset. It really, and it is hard. It, it is. You know, it's funny because other areas of the country are definitely more progressive, like in, in uh, Minneapolis or or Portland, Oregon. Uh, they're definitely – or Seattle. They're, they're much more progressive. 12, 13 years ago when I started at Pinelands Nursery, we were tr- still trying to explain to people what a rain garden was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a buzzword, but no one really knew what it was. And uh, that's really changed. You know, I don't feel like we're educating people for the most part what a rain garden is anymore. They they kind of know. Right. And that's – it's taken some time. Um, but I can't say off the top of my head locally other than the nursery where I can say – well, and the, the, the school, um, which – which our founder Don Knezik actually had a had a hand in getting the the rain garden over at the mm-hmm. school at the bioretention basin. I can't think of too many local examples mm-hmm. of rain gardens. Yeah. Can you tell? Is it? No, no. Uh, I know they're going to put one in at Crystal Lake Park, which is part of Burlington County Park, so that we talked to last time. Uh, but there aren't many that I know of that are that are installed right now or at the the local soil conservation yeah. district they have one too actually that was so. that was my son's <laughs> eagle scout project <laughs> there there you go yeah. so he actually converted to uh islands at the local soil uh, conservation district um converted them to ring gardens mm-hmm. so i was very proud that's, that that's fantastic my son chose that as his project and with no Excellent. influence by me that was his his own <laughs> his own doing so i do want to before we ask the next question i do want to since we're mentioning Shout outs like people like Rutgers. You've mentioned a few times Barnica Bay Partnership and what a wonderful organization they are. And uh, a lot of this is, is possible because of them. I'm sorry, what was the question? It what wasn't was really question? a question. I'm just <laughs> giving them a shout out, just saying how wonderful of an organization yeah. Barnica Bay Partnership is. Thank you. <laughs> so for listeners who might not know what, what we do, it's um, we're the National Estuary Program. 
uh, for the Barnegat Bay. It's a national program. There's 28 different national estuaries around the country. And actually in New Jersey, we're, we're very lucky because we have three national estuary programs in our small state. Right? So we have Barnegat Bay Partnership, but there's also the Delaware Estuary Program. And then there's one um, up in the harbor area, New York, uh, New Jersey mm-hmm. Harbor. Um, so we're lucky to have three. And, you know, it's every every of the 20, every single one of the 28 programs, um, the issues are pretty much the same. It's pollution that's coming, not from, you know, the sort of factory pollution that you normally think of with water pollution. Um, the case now is that most of it's coming off of people's yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why we're trying to do this education uh, that we do and also... Um, have this website out there for people as a resource and, and tools like the plant database that they can use to change their yards because that's the only way we're going to eliminate this um, people pollution, not point source pollution is the technical word, but the pollution that's coming from all over the place. Yeah, that's you, really hard to control. And that's one of the conversations we've had here at the nursery is that you know a lot of the planned communities around here that go back to the 50s, civil engineering at that point was basically collect the water as fast as you can, get it off the property as fast as you can. And you right. know, not realizing that while it's doing that, you know, you put all this uh, impervious pavement down mm-hmm. and it's it's capturing all the oil and gasoline and trash and and then eroding the the waterways on its way out um how important it is just from a an individual level that the difference you can make by putting a rain garden in um right and yes. i i don't know that that many people understand that like or or, right. or are aware of the difference they can make mm-hmm. by doing that something as right. small as that well, hopefully, the one of the intentions of the Jersey Family Arts website is to be absolutely uh, homeowner-friendly, user-friendly, so that homeowners can go on the website, use the different tools, and start start small. Um, one of the tools that Karen had mentioned earlier is called Eight Steps to a Jersey-Friendly Landscape, mm-hmm. and it actually has um, the eight different steps. Uh, For example, step one is plan before you plant. I have to mention step two because I'm with the soil district and that's start with healthy soil, possibly the most important step. (laughs) But um, so if you go through these eight steps, um, little by little, um, click on on each step and read the information. And and we're kind of like, uh, we like to call ourselves a one-stop shop. So embedded within each page are links to lots and lots of other resources. So instead of Googling resources for lots of different questions you might have, we hopefully have done that for you and we've embedded the links into Mm -hmm. the different pages and we'll bring you right there. So that's our intention is for for homeowners to be able to create their own Jersey friendly yard or garden um, as simply as possible, as easily as possible. Now, one of the things... um... One of the things I loved about the website when I first logged on, uh, I guess it was probably 2015 or 2016, is you talked about the interactive yard and transitioning that yard uh, into a Jersey-friendly yard. And uh, one of the things I really liked about it was there's some some hiccups in there that you can run into. Uh, that It seemed like they're planned. That it says when you're choosing what plants to plant, there might not be uh, – there might be some wrong answers that you guys included. Um like Japanese barberry and uh and I liked how when if you were to click on Japanese barberry and say oh I've heard of this I want to put this in the yard it gives you the reasons why that's not a good choice um talk about a little bit about your decision making of why you wanted to include that in that interactive yard yeah I guess I mean the idea was to raise awareness among people a lot of people have never even heard about invasive plants or have no clue that the typical plants they might find, you know, at a local box store or, you know, landscape or nursery um, that they sell that aren't really, should not be put in your yard um, because of their invasive properties. So we decided to throw in a few ringers. (laughs) And so that when they go to pull them in, um, you know, this message pops up, do not plant this, you know, it's invasive. And like you said, it gives you the reasons. So it's it's a little bit of education there. 
And the whole purpose of the interactive yard is not everyone, you know, might have the patience. Like people learn in different ways and Mm -hmm. not everyone might have the patience to go and read the content for each of the eight steps. But if you go through the interactive yard, which is kind of fun, you know, you're pulling in beds and plants and everything. By the time you get to the end, it's it's pretty well covered those eight steps and you've kind of learned, uh, you know, what you can do in your own yard and have some ideas of how to get started. Yeah, I, like I was saying, when I first went on there, I'm like, that's not really a Jersey-friendly plant. And then when I clicked on it, I learned why you guys put it in there. And I thought that was so clever and, and really a great idea. Uh, like I we, did that, we did that in the plant database, too. There are about 20, 25 um, invasive plants that are actually in the plant database. <laughs> and the reason for that is, same deal, you might be looking, searching, because there is a search box where you can search for particular plants. So if you happen to search for a plant that's invasive and it comes up, big red letters, it says um, invasive, do not plant. But the cool thing is it gives you a list of native alternatives that are similar to that, that, in other words, put this in instead of that, instead of the invasive plant. I think that's a great tool. You you know, the the problem with invasives, so many of these items have become so invasive. I'm sure there's people that think they're they're native. And we've we've had that with with people asking us about Phragmites. Yeah, Yeah, I want that tall grass by the Meadowlands. You're like, "Mm, (laughs) no, you don't. (laughs) You really don't. So (laughs) other than the website, you do have events, correct? Yes, we do. Can you talk about Um, those? We have our our signature event, uh, the Jersey Friendly Yards Conference. And so far we've had it for three years and we're already planning our our fourth year for the Jersey Friendly Yards Conference. It's going to be on October 17th. Cross our fingers for that uh, this year. And uh, we usually have uh, at least one, if not two, uh, guest speakers, featured keynote speakers. Um, We have several workshops that uh, participants can choose from. Um, We serve lunch. It's an all-day affair and lots of exhibitors, environmental exhibitors. And we are starting to get more and more people, not only from Ocean County, but coming from across the state to attend. Uh, We've actually had to cap it off last year at 200 attendees. That was the capacity. And that's a nice size. That's a nice size crowd. It is. Yeah. Uh, One year, our first was our first year or second year. We had Doug Calaby. Uh, present. Um, we've had Kathleen Salisbury, uh, the former um, president of the Native Plant Society of and, and future guest future on this guest. show, <laughs> too. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of who our other guests are. We had Pat Sutton last but, year. And Bruce Crawford from Rutgers Bruce Garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And great. then coming... Um, we're going to have David Mizuzuski. He is um, kind of the, the resident naturalist for National Wildlife Federation's Garden for Wildlife program. Wow. Um, so he's, he's scheduled to come this October. That, and, um, that's some great guests. That really Virginia is. Virginia Redding as well, who um, heads up uh, the Fish and Wildlife, I believe, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Yeah. Wow. So that, we're excited to have her. That's exciting. Yes. That's a mm-hmm. great now I, I'm ashamed. I'm going to admit I haven't been to one of your conferences. <laughs> but now I'm all right. That's, I'm in. I'm in. Tom, Tom's already committed. He's coming. Oh with, yeah, with yeah. Us. I've I've been. I had, sometimes I get stuck outside, <laughs> not inside. Yeah, I know you get. Thing. You don't get to hear the speakers. But uh, but it's always every time I've been. It's been a great event. A great event. You have a lot of people who are um, newly passionate about native plants. Extremely passionate about native plants. Uh, some people got drug along and are just getting introduced to it. It's a really uh, good group of people who are all looking towards the same mission. And um, and like we just said, you always have great guest speakers that, that are uh, do a great job of educating them and, and getting them on the right path. Yes, and inspiring. So what is what is next for Jersey Friendly Yards? What's your What's your next goal or your next step? I have a, a state full of Jersey-friendly gardens. <laughs> yeah, Jersey-friendly yards in everywhere, every neighborhood, every yeah. community. That's a lofty goal, right? That's a, but a good goal. That would be, you know, but what would you do after that? Maintain them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that'll keep us busy for the next few years mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that will, there's, there's a lot of, 
lot of gardens or yards in Jersey. That will take a little bit of right. time. I guess the idea is, is if everybody has a Jersey-friendly garden, we're kind of reconnecting wildlife, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's creating that backyard corridor for wildlife, for wildlife that migrates, birds that migrate, for um, pollinators that need a migration pathway uh, north and south. Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, in, in Doug Talmy's most recent book, it was um, now I'm gonna blank on what he called it. It was like homegrown national park or, or hometown national park. I don't remember the exact phrase he used, but that was what he was saying yeah. is that you're basically creating a a system for wildlife to to migrate through, and you don't just have edge habitat and then uh, um, an ecological desert of grass around each house. It's kind of a community, not just of people, but of gardens and then critters that are all tied together um, right. to make all these pathways. Right. And, 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 and there's, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say there's, there's so much benefit for humans as we're witnessing now. You were talking earlier about how you were spending your Easter weekend. And I had the most wonderful time just enjoying all the, the greenery that was starting to push through mm-hmm. the soil and the insects that were starting to wake up and the birds that are coming through my yard now. So uh, if you build it, they will come. I, I agree. You know, the one of the funny things, and, and Tom will appreciate this. So my property actually backs up to the New Jersey Turnpike. So typically, you hear it. it there's there's like a a twenty yard greenway in between and and my property, and and typically you just hear the turnpike. But we were outside having a fire at eight o'clock at eight o'clock at night, and then the next morning we were outside and. There was no one on the turnpike, so you could actually hear the birds. And my boys, the first thing that they were commenting on, I was like, what kind of bird is that? Like, I've never heard that. That you know, And wow. they were sitting there Googling bird calls <laughs> to, to figure that's out amazing. what it was. And that's something that's always in our backyard. You just don't hear it because it's kind of drowned out or you're, you're busy with something mm-hmm. else. So it was nice to see my kids just kind of notice that and tune into that and have it intrigue them. Which you don't always get with teenage boys. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I I find it hard getting their attention. So the mm-hmm. fact that it was a bird, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> That's a lovely story. I love it. <laughs> so so we have a Jersey Friendly Yards Facebook page. If your listeners are interested in staying connected with Jersey Friendly Yards, we were just going hop to, on. We were just going to ask how our our how how our listeners can help you and get involved and where they can go and links and all that. If you could give us that, that would be incredible. Uh, wanna, so the, go ahead, yeah. Becky. Oh, I'm just going to repeat Jersey Friendly Yards Facebook page. And then, of course, um, Jersey Friendly Yards is a website. So jerseyyards.org, uh, two Ys, J-E-R-S-E-Y-Y-A-R-D-S.org. That's our website. Um, there is a tab at the top of the website that says workshops and events. We have our conference set up there so you can find a little bit more information about our conference and we'll add more as we go. And um, what else, Karen? Um, you know, we are always looking for people's stories. We have a, a section on the website called Success Stories. Um, so if you do um, transform an area in your yard, um, no matter how big or small, and you want to share that story with us, um, please send us um, photos. If you, on the website, if you click on the little envelope at the top or bottom of the page, that that would be my email. And you could send them send them to me, and we'll make sure that, um, you know, we share them either on the Facebook page or on the website, because we, I think that inspires people if they see what other people have done in their yard. So we are always looking for that, photos and your stories. Um, so let us know. I, I agree. Who doesn't love a good success story? Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest questions we're always asked, um, okay, so now we know about native plants. I want to get some. Where do I get some? Uh, we have a, a tab called Jersey Friendly Plants where the database is. And also in that drop-down menu is a where to buy native plants awesome. page. So if you click on that, we actually set it up by county. So county by county, you can look for your county or nearby counties and you can see names of nurseries that sell native plants and click right onto their website. It's Um, wonderful that it's wonderful that you do that. You know, for, for us, we get a lot of frustration from people because we are wholesale uh, only Mm -hmm. and, and, and a lot of people that get turned on to them, they hear about us and we interact with everyone, but they can't purchase from us. And it's hard because there's not, a lot of outlets for that so it's great that you've cataloged that and there's some great mm-hmm. people on that list 
And, and it makes and you guys that one-stop shop that you were talking about before where you're not just learning about native plants and then how to convert your lawn to native plants or your yard to native plants and then uh, and then what native plants you should choose, but also where to get them is is one of the another pet peeve of mine is you have all these people or, or even myself sometimes where you really find a plant that you really like and then you realize there's nowhere to get it um, when you can kind of boil down your list and figure out well is this something I'm going to be able to get before you, you fall in love with a plant is a nice thing to have yeah and in this time time right now with the coronavirus um, we also are trying to highlight um, the, the the online retail mm-hmm. nurseries such as Pinelands Direct or Toadshade Wildflower Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's a, a list of those two where you can uh, go online, order the plants, and then they're shipped to you. So um, you don't have to go to the nursery. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're keeping your social distancing and also uh, doing something great for, for nature. Yeah. All right. The, All big, right. the big question for both of you. This is, we always end this with everyone. And this is a loaded question. But favorite, favorite native plant, it, mm-hmm. and we have included favorite bird too, because so far every one of our guests has been a birder. So if you want to do a native <laughs> plant and and your favorite bird, you can. Go ahead, Becky. You go first. Okay, I, I did think long and hard about this because I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> and <laughs> there's so many choices; it's really, really difficult to decide on one favorite native plant i like them all i've said this before uh you're not locked in if you're on again you're allowed to change your your vote yes we won't hold you to it so this this time around i'm going to pick the mighty oak and the reason why i'm I'm choosing the oak is it's really hard to get more native to new jersey than the oak right i agree yeah kind of one of our signature state plants and uh even our state tree, right? Mm-hmm. And it supports so many caterpillars as we've learned from Dr. Doug Tallamy. So in turn, it supports the birds. So of course, I'm going to choose a plant that supports over 500 caterpillars mm-hmm. and that supports thousands and thousands of baby birds. Yes. And um, as far as birds, that's a really hard question as well. But I do have a bird that is just so darling. Um, it always comes to my mind first when I'm asked what my favorite bird is, and that's the Carolina wren. Oh. They're just so cute the way they kind of bounce up and down and, and chortle, and they're in my yard all year round, and I kind of get to know the, the parents, and then I get to see their nest and watch them raise and fledge their young. So Carolina wren is my choice. So they are, I, I, you know what? I've heard of Carolina wrens. I'd never actually – I couldn't picture what they looked like in my head when you said it, and I looked one up on Google, and they are pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was that – What's was, your favorite, Karen? Yeah, Karen. Right. Karen. I'm going to cheat a little bit because I have two. All but right. one's a tree and one's a herbaceous perennial. We'll, so is that okay? We'll completely allow that. All right. Tom's shaking his head no. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Good. So the tree is the tulip poplar. And I love that tree because I grew up with one in my yard. And I just love everything about it. I love the flower on it. I love the, the seed pod, I guess you would call it, on it. Um, even though they kind of make a mess when they're blowing all around. But I just, I just love that tree. It, it grows so straight and tall. And it's just a beautiful tree. And it's good good for the wildlife. Um, then my herbaceous perennial would be the cardinal flower. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, very nice. Choice. I love the cardinal flower. Red's my favorite color to begin with. And it's such a beautiful plant and it grows well. I have like a kind of a shady, damp area and it, it grows really well there. And of course, one of the best things about it is it brings in the hummingbirds. Um, it really does. Don't put out a hummingbird mm-hmm. but with different plants I have in my yard, the hummingbirds come in every year. And they just absolutely love the cardinal flowers. So that is a hummingbird um, magnet. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I. You know what? One of the things I love about getting to do this podcast is what we learn mm-hmm. personally from this. So I, it 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 never fails. It never fails. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this information with us. And we really hope that our listeners get involved. We we really hope that they find Jersey Friendly Yards and and they become a part of that. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess uh, to wrap up here, why don't you guys, if you have a final thought, 
hit us with that final thought. Fran, I'll even let you have a final thought. <laughs> wow. 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 You know what? I'm going to – I don't have a final thought. I don't. I'm going to let it go. I think that was my final thought. No, seriously, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how much I keep learning mm. for as long as I've yeah. been in this business um, that you're never too old to stop learning and, and, and be open-minded. Because and, ideology changes throughout the time. Like what we do now wasn't even uh, standard practice 30 years ago in our industry. So it changes. So to be adaptive and to keep learning and to keep progressing is really important. And I'm really proud that we're associated with the the organizations we have on this podcast mm-hmm. um, and the work that they do and the dedication that they have for these things. And we're, I'm really happy that we're a part of that and we lend to that and that that I learn something new every day doing this. So thank you. Thank you. That's my final thought. <laughs> so Karen, how about Who's you? That? Yeah, Karen, you can start. Okay. Um, my final thought is something that I've kind of grown to realize over the years and doing the website especially is that you should work with nature. Like why, why try to fight nature and plant things in your yard that aren't going to do well and aren't going to fit Work with nature, look what's growing around your area, in the woods, in the fields, and plant native plants in your yard that are going to do well with very little um, work and maintenance. You know, pick the native plants that are going to grow well in your soil type and, you know, save yourself a lot of aggravation and help um, the environment and also help your local wildlife by doing that. So. I just used a lot of words, but the bottom line is (laughs) work with nature. (laughs) All right, Becky, your turn. Nature is a great mentor. That is, that is for sure. I guess my final word is to um, look a little bit beyond the plant, look down underneath the plant at the soil. The soil is going to be the foundation upon which your garden will grow. So it's really, really important to make sure that you have healthy soil and we have a step for that. So step two is uh, start with healthy soil. So make sure you get a soil test to determine what kind of soil you have, the acidity of the soil, alkalinity of the soil, the pH, um, what kind of soil, sand, silt, clay. Uh, is it wet soil, dry soil, how much organic matters in the soil. So get to know your soil, roll around in your soil, smell your soil, listen to your soil. And from there, you can start your garden. The soil has all the answers. Mm-hmm. It always does, it does. <laughs> and it's and it's all too often forgotten too. Which is, yes, it's very important to you. Don't want to force something to grow in a, a situation where it shouldn't or wouldn't naturally grow. Exactly, exactly. Right, Tom, I'm going to give you a final all right. thought. There I'd, you go. Mine's kind of similar to yours, Fran. That I'm just continue to be more and more inspired. The more um, the more guests we have on, and even even in the pre planning phase of of people who are interested in coming on that that uh not just that they're willing to come and talk to us, but um, at the work they're doing in that small space that they occupy. Mm. Um, like with New Jersey is a, one of the smaller states, and uh, you're, right now you guys are occupying even just a small portion of New Jersey, but you're working hard to expand it and, and convert more and more people. And um, It's just inspiring to see how passionate a lot of our guests are about uh, I drive around like I was saying last week. Yeah, I drive around and I get a, I get all sad when I see all these Bradford pears yeah. and you get all doom and gloom. But there's people that are working hard against those things. All right, let's let's <laughs> do real talk, real real fast before we let you go, Becky and Karen. How much of your personal time do you do you dedicate to this on a weekly basis? Is it's another full time job for you, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny you say that. It, it really is. I think so many times I would love to clone myself. Because I am so drawn to do this, like this, and I think Becky would agree. We both love doing this, but I have to do other things too. So I feel like I never. It's like having kids. I never have enough time. Like I, I want to clone myself, um, but it's important. So we're gonna do it, right, Becky? Yes, yes. And and I think it's not only our work, but we we walk the walk as well. We we both have gardens with lots and lots of lovely native plants. So. Um, it's just part of who we are, Jersey Friendly Yards. That's a great indicator. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that's a, a lot of credit for the two of you. I know the amount of hard work you're putting into this. So kudos, really. It's uh, 
you should be extremely proud. I know you are, but but definitely, mm-hmm. it's great. Work. Well, thank you too, because you know you are the suppliers of the native plants that we all want to put in our yards. So thanks to you guys for what you do too. And yes, we're thank you. We're proud of that. We we really are. It's you know it's and I've been in the nursery industry for thirty one years, and my background wasn't always the the native end. It's it's really only been the last thirteen years. But to me when you can add the science to it, when you can add so many other factors, it's not just, does it look pretty and is it nice and is it straight? It's, it's so many other factors to me. That's more rewarding. Um, yeah, you know, it's not just aesthetics. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot more to that. And the more I learn, uh, man, what a, what a great industry to have accepted me yeah. and, and mentor me and teach me these things so it's i i can never thank everyone enough because i i really felt like i found my home i used to tell don all the time if if, if you're gonna get rid of me you're gonna have to drag me out of here kicking and screaming <laughs> 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 so i i want to thank you again for for being our guest we appreciate it and i want to thank everyone for listening to native plants healthy planet presented by pinelands nursery a big thank you to Stephen marr for our theme music you can follow us on twitter at Pineland Nursery, no S, Pineland Nursery. Uh, we also have a Facebook page at Pinelands Nursery NJ, and we have an Instagram page at Pinelands Nursery. And you can also check out our Pinelands Nursery YouTube page. You can listen to the Native, Han- Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast directly on our website, www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com. Uh, you can also access all the links that we're going to discuss on the show on our website there. Uh, you can check us out at Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or you can just ask Alexa to play the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast. Uh, again, if you just take the time to subscribe and leave a five-star review for us, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and with that, thanks for tuning in. I'm Tom. And I am Fran. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next thank time. Thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for coming <laughs> on. And, and, and until next time, everyone, keep it native. Keep it native.